following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. The following is a presentation of Financial Crisis Recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Boy, oh boy, just the past... uh... Jason and Mike and and a very impressive young man by the name of Theodore Walgrave. Wow, that's fantastic. Qualifying for nationals at his age. I mean, uh, look, I mean, he's a young guy, but young kid, but just getting exposed to that level, that's pretty impressive. And and, uh, certainly, certainly, uh, (laughs) probably the Walls Walgraves, man. Certainly is going to prepare him for, uh, I expect what is to come. Tanya and his, his older sister who goes to St. Thomas is a superstar, uh, track athlete. If you don't follow her, you should. She's amazing, uh, with the Tommies. But, uh, anyway, yeah, these guys, uh, my son ran track with, uh, a Walgrave who was another superstar and, uh, know all the other brothers who are all superstars so they grow them young <laughs> they grow them young yeah that walgrave clan is a bunch of go-getters i'm telling you man i'm telling you i love it i love it don't tell him that but you know so we're uh, gonna talk a little bit about uh today what we do with clients and how you can benefit from this how you would uh, take from this and basically if you want to try to do it on your own, at least you have a sense of the uh, directions and the and the trigger points and the things that give you the opportunity to uh, succeed. And and as you've probably heard me say before, succeed greatly. Succeed greatly. Ah, I'm, I don't need a lot of money. It's not about money. Ha! Why not? Why not? Gosh, come on, man. So uh, the the point in this is when somebody wants wants uh, me to help them what are the things that I do and and uh, how do we go about doing that because there's a lot of folks that I work with who already make really good incomes and then there's people who make you know decent income um, but want to or need to make more and then if they do make more, assuming that they don't simply spend the money by buying a boat or going or buying a cabin, which is the natural inclination for almost everybody. And then, of course, there is no money to invest or to make, create stability or wealth. But if you don't do Are that. Are you telling me that buying a boat or a cabin isn't an investment? I am absolutely telling you that. Todd, I'm personally offended. <laughs> I own neither a boat nor a cabin, so I guess I have no reason to be personally offended. But as a Minnesotan, I can tell you that there is no greater value in life than a boat. I know it, and that's you know, Evan. You're it's it's what I fight against all the time, and and you know, Evan is true because if you don't have those things, most likely you yearn to have those things. So uh, the boat I can skip, but. Yeah. 
cabin would be nice. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and that's the thing. And you can convince yourself by talking to other people that it's a really great investment. And it's not. But, you know, um, compared to taking that money and just spending it on something and, and, and at least having something to put your money in, I can't disagree with that. But if you would actually invest that money in some of the areas we'll talk about today on the show where, where I would do that, well, then I, I would say that it pales in comparison. And if we're going to say it's a, it's a really good leverage of the extra money that you have, assuming that the money that you would spend, as an example, on a cabin or on a boat, is discretionary money. So the question then just becomes, what are you going to do with it? And what works for you? What's comfortable for you? But see, at the, at the, at the forefront of nearly everybody's mind, not everybody, not everybody, but for a lot of people, at the forefront of their mind is more life, more lifestyle, and it comes first. Now, it, look, it, there's nothing wrong with that. But if... If the notion of that comes before creating stability and wealth, then there will never be uh, stability and wealth. I mean, the fact that you make a lot of money and you pay your bills on time does not mean you have stability. Because if you lose your job and you lose your earned income and you're screwed and you got to go find a new job and you got to do it fast, well, guess what? Then, then that's not the same thing anymore. So at the forefront of your mind should not be the boat and the cabin. It isn't that you don't want them. You want them at some point, maybe. Um, but it is that you're immediately looking at how much money you can create above and beyond what it costs you to live. And where can you put that to get the greatest leverage? Leverage is a term we talk about here all the time, how to make the most money for time spent with my resources. That's and, this and also could be a good argument for the balancing act, right? Maybe don't spend all that money on the cabin. Look at how it can work for you and split it. Get the cheapo cabin. Well, you don't you, need a lot. That's a good point. That's a good point, Evan, because what we do is, and this is going deeper at this moment than I want to, but you know, if I can control your spending throughout the course of the year, and at the end of the year, you have money left over, whatever that is, we'll call that money pie, whether that money is $100, $10,000, or $100,000, I want you to put a, a plan together, a strategy. Imagine you've got a pie shape, and you partial out that pie shape as to what you'll do with the extra money. So if you've got a chunk of money left over at the end of the year, which is ideally the goal, if you do, then where are you going to put it? You're going you're gonna to take 20% of it and give it back to yourself, your family, to do some really great things. Kind of like Evan's saying, hey, do I maybe, maybe, it, maybe it is renting a, a cabin as opposed to buying. Because frankly, from a financial perspective, oftentimes that's a much better thing. You know, and uh, believe it or not, you could you could go away for a week, uh, three times a summer, and spend that money on renting a really nice place that has a boat on a lake, and you walk away, you walk away, and from a pure cost perspective and financial perspective, there's no question that's the better way to go that probably than than buying one, especially if you take the difference in what you would make in payments on that cabin month over month and put them into other things. But the bottom line is you get to reward yourself at the end of the year, and that's your decision. You get to decide that. And then the other portion goes to what? And those are the things we talk about. So when we start with somebody, I, I always start with controlled spending. And for a lot of people, this to them is the most frivolous 
and frustrating thing because it's not what they want to do. It's not what they want to talk about. They don't need any help with their money. Thank you very much. They're doing just fine. They want to talk to you about investing. And and I also want to make a point because, you know, Jason was talking uh, this morning about the different sponsors that he had. And he talked about Josh England and Josh's a great guy. And he helps you with investment management. All right. So that means dollars that you already have to invest in paper assets. And we'll talk about that a little bit. So that's very different than making more money and having money and how to strategize to get money in the first place. So be clear that in most cases, and that means 99.9% of the time, the financial advisor is not strategizing with you as to how you're going to make more money and, and God forbid spend less because, you know, as a financial advisor, um, not having been in that business though at one point, um, for a long time actually, uh, you, you are always looking at how to deploy the money to make more money with, but the last thing you want to do is tell people what they can't have, cannot have in a lifestyle because God forbid they don't invest with you or they don't roll their retirement funds over to you and your management. So the last thing you want to do is to talk to them about lifestyle because when you talk about investing, you're always conjuring up lifestyle to justify why they should invest. That is not the job of a financial advisor to tell you, uh, hey, you need to stop spending money and you need to make more money. And maybe they touch on those things briefly, but it certainly is not the brunt of what they do in any way, shape, or form. They're looking at asset allocation. They're looking at balancing. They're looking at tax issues. A lot of things that have very little to do with making more money or spending less. So when I talk about controlled spending, I'm not talking about spending less money either. Because as much as I would love to do that, maybe impose that on someone, I'm going to tell you that you lose them. If you do that, if you try to, you know, have somebody pay you to help them with that and you immediately tell them how they're going to have to decrease their lifestyle and and because remember, most people are frustrated with the lifestyle they have, regardless of where they are and want more of it. So when you try to impose that on them, chances are they're not coming back to see you. So you, you, I just learned a long time ago, you don't do that. What you do try to do is you try to get them to determine on their own, their own decisions, what is a reasonable lifestyle and its cost. That's, that's what you try to do. And given that you're going to assume that they're going to make more money, I mean, they'll probably make more money over time regardless. If you could hold them to those numbers and they made more money, well, then instantly you have money to work with, don't you? Now, if you add on to that, that you're going to help them strategize to make more money while controlling and maintaining that lifestyle that they currently have without whittling it down, well, here again, you have more money. And so the whole point about controlled spending is all about just keeping you to a Number. You know, my client comes up with those numbers, not me. I don't impose my thinking on them. I'm, I'm not going to be talking to them about cutting coupons and going without. I'm not going to do that. If they want to do that, that's up to them. And, and mind you, for most people, when it comes to their day by day money, and, and, and by the way, those are the biggest decisions. The, the investment decisions, they pale in comparison to the day by day decisions that you make on the fly and think that they're minor. And they're not. They're very major. But those decisions generally are considered only after you've already spent the money, when it's too late to do anything about it. That's 
really the most important thing you need to know. So intentional spending, strategizing and saying, look, I'm good with this. And you're doing it in 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 uh, essentially while looking at everything else, because most of the time when you're making decisions at the store on the fly, you're not seeing all of the other expenses simultaneously, which obviously will influence the way you will look at the spending right now, this moment. But in fairness, most people don't want to see that because they just want to do what they want to do and figure it out later. And honey, we'll find a way to make it work. And Obviously, at the end of the year, then they're frustrated because they say, oh, my God, I can't believe how much money we spent. I don't know how we can be making so much money and have so little to show for it. And maybe they don't even say that because, you know what, they've got so much company, so many other people who do the exact same thing that they just don't even bother with it, you know. But if you want to create wealth, then this is what you have to do. And it's not about spending less, in my mind. It's just about controlling spending and making intelligent decisions uh, and 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 sticking to them. I mean, I guess that's, whoa, that's, that's the real point, sticking to it. So whatever you come up with, I don't care if it's $2,000 a month, $5,000 a month, $20,000 a month. I don't care what it is. Whatever it is, that's what you said it is. And now it's my job to create a plan a very specific and strategic plan to ensure that you stick to that number. So at the end of the year, other than a bona fide emergency, which we plan for and and have emergency funds for if in case that happens, other than that, it's going to work out to the dollar at the end of the year as to what we started at the beginning of the year. Now, for all the people out there who say they have a budget and they're doing very they're doing just fine, thank you very much and I've never missed a payment in my life. Let me just tell you, Almost none of them are able to do what I just said. You know, so if you say you only need this much money per month and this will cover, you know, holidays and and golf lessons and anything and everything, everything, you know, the whole year in advance, vehicle maintenance, everything, then that's what you're going to take and everything else is going to go away. Now, that's not what people are accustomed to. And they're often not prepared for it, frankly. They're just not. So... That's what you start with, because that ensures that if we're going to work our rear ends off to make more money and become more efficient in the business or job that we have so that we do make more money, well, then we better be able to control spending and keep it where it is right now, because if we do that, it is so easy to reward yourself for this fine thinking you've just come up with and for, you know, and for making more money in short order, there'll be no money. There'll be no extra money because you'll just, you know, do a few things and it will be just a few things here and there and there'll be no money left. And that's how it works. And of course, you say, well, come on, man, that's what life is about. Well, okay, then that's the trade off. So the more lifestyle you have, the less you have to work with. It is that simple. I don't care if you make a half a million dollars a year. I don't care if you make a million dollars a year or you make 50,000 a year. And, you know, forgive me, guys. I know a lot of times when I throw off these big numbers it's alienating to people and it just frustrates them and pisses them off and they think I'm arrogant because I say that. But look, I really do work with people who make that money. And the irony is it almost it really doesn't matter if it's fifty thousand or five hundred thousand. I know you think it does. Because anybody who makes more money than you, you think ought to have boatloads of money because you're seeing them they should, by God, live at the same level you are and have money left over. Well they don't. They don't. And so they don't have 
the life of their dreams, even when they make this money. Just know that. They do good things. They have fun things and they, all that. But it's never as much money as you think it is when you make that money. In other words, when you get there and you make this grandiose number that you've been dreaming about for 10 years or 15 years, only then when you make that money can you fully appreciate how little money it actually is because it doesn't grant you the lifestyle you thought. I'm telling you, it's that way. So you have to be conscious that the first first thing I want to do is to control spending. Next thing is you got to strategize on how you're going to make more money. How are you going to do that? Are you an employee? Are you in a job that gives you the ability to enhance and increase your performance and thereby make more money? Or is that not even available to you? Because that's, you know, for a lot of people, it isn't. They get paid an hourly or salaried wage, and it is what it is. And even if they do get bonuses, those bonuses may not be tied to their personal performance. They may simply be tied to the company's performance. And so, look, love the idea that the company may do really well, and my, you know, my work, my department may certainly contributes to that. But do I have control over that specifically? Not necessarily. And so even if I do get a bonus, it's not something that I can count on whether I do or don't. But if I'm in a job, you know, as an employee, what you do is you just you tell your boss, hey, I need a bonus of exactly like ten thousand dollars. And your boss just does it. That's how the employee employee relationship works. I knew I knew that's where you're going. (laughs) Well, it should. Right? It should, I mean, Evan. Wouldn't that be nice? It would hey, be nice. Hey, you know, I just I'm I'm feeling a little poor right now, so uh if you could just raise my hourly yeah, just, hourly pay for the month. Yeah, man, just push uh, a few chips over be, here to the awesome. to this me, side of the table, man. Bucks an hour. <laughs> you know, just just cuz I'm trying to buy the new boat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, have have pity on me, man. It, it, but it is, you know, it is something you have to determine because control's a big thing, and we're going to talk about investing. And to me, when it comes to investing, control is everything. And so when I'm in a job where I have some control, maybe I'm a salesperson and maybe I get a draw. But if I perform, if I'm a superstar and I go from mediocre to to much better and that automatically increases the money I make, well, then there there is that for you. But if there isn't that for you, then you might have to look elsewhere as to how you're going to make more money. Now, certainly you can always be conscious of the fact that, you know, uh, marketing your skills to other companies, because ironically, when people move from company to company, as opposed to staying with a company for 30 years, statistically, they're going to make more money over their working career. That's an important point to be made, which of course is shunned by the company that you work for, but that's exactly how it works for you as an individual. So certainly you can do that, but you know, leaving that behind, how are you going to make more money? And there's a multitude of things that we go through in terms of career advice and things that you might do on the side uh, that are consulting businesses or, or, or part-time gigs or things like that. And they're always there. And of course, for a lot of people who hear this, they say, man, I'm already working 40 hours a week and I've got kids. Are you telling me I'm going to have to work more? And I, and I say, well, look, okay, I'm not saying you have to work more. I just, I'm just asking you how you're going to make more money. And you say, well, I don't think I can. Well, so we just, does that mean we quit? Does that mean we just give up? Is that what that means? 
because it better not mean that. <laughs> so that's the point. It's not. It's not my problem. You want to. You want to be successful in the way that you have significant reserves for stability. And if you can accomplish that, don't forget that. Then you just keep going and you create wealth. So if you want to do that, then look. This is what you got to do. You know. And other aside from inheriting money which really just simply creates dependency. I I mean, I've worked with a lot of so-called trust fund babies over the years. And I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of these people don't go out and become what they could otherwise become because they don't feel the need, the necessity to do it. And that's a curse. So, you know, many times on the show, you'll hear me say that challenges and struggles that the dear Lord hands down to us are utter blessings because they force us to become more. And that is most certainly not a bad thing. It's a good thing. But for people who, who know, you know, that they're going to even, you know, modest amounts of money. Hey, when mom and dad die, we're, we're going to, you know, with four of us and we're going to we're going to inherit a couple million bucks. You would be surprised how differently they conduct their lives as a result of that. And all they're, all they're doing is thinking about when they get their money, how they're going to hold on to that money. And it's never about making more money and doing more with the money. It's just about, it's just about surviving and sustaining and having that money because that's their security. And, and they, and they don't feel the need. I mean, not everyone's like that. I mean, Granted, you know, not everyone's like that, but a lot of people are. So when you tell kids or your your younger adult children that you're going to be leaving them money, you just need to know something. You're not doing them any favors at all, at all. That's why some of the wealthiest people in the world aren't leaving significant sums to their children because they know that it's a known thing. So the reality is, yes, how are you individually going to make more money above the cost of your lifestyle so that we have something to work with? And it's a cool deal to be able to build. Are you a builder? Are you a builder? And and it's it's not at some point, maybe it's not even about the money. It's just about the idea that you enjoy the heck out of this, not to mention the fact that when you do it, you get to mentor other people. And that's where the fun really begins. You know, so first thing is control spending. Second thing is, how are we going to make more money? How are we going to make more money? And uh, that could be a part time gig. And so that part-time gig, uh, I've got a client right now. I think I might have touched on it last week. Um, Shelby and David, who are starting their their own uh, business right now. They're starting a lawn care business. And both of these folks are well-educated, have fabulous jobs. Uh, I believe David is is a computer engineer. And uh, and Shelby, if I'm not mistaken, sells medical devices. Um, so they do very well. And in addition to those jobs, they are starting another part-time job. Now, they just had their first baby, just had their first little girl, uh, Rory, Rory Blake. Wonderful, beautiful little girl. And even in the midst of all of this, of all this going on, starting their career, getting out of college, getting their their feet underneath them, you know, uh, having getting married, uh, having a baby, they have purchased their own home and they have purchased their first duplex. And now they're starting a business that they're going to work on the weekends and after after hours. I mean, (laughs) 
tell me this couple, this this industrious couple, is not going to succeed far beyond what most average people, frankly, can even conceive of. And see, here's the thing about that side business. You might say, oh, come on, they're not going to make a lot of money. Well, first of all, they might. <laughs> and second of all, whatever money they're going to make is going to be money above and beyond what they need for a lifestyle. So they're not going to take this money that they're going to make in their part-time gig and they're going to enhance their lifestyle or go buy a cabin. They're going to buy more investment properties. And maybe they'll scale and grow this business to a place where they may have several crews or maybe they will get paid to learn and they will learn all the skills of a business person, an entrepreneur, you know, marketing, how to how to manage financing, how to do customer service, how to do sales, some of which they know how to do, some of which they don't. And then whether they stay in that business or not, they'll take those skills and they will use those skills to build another business, which may be more profitable. <laughs> I mean, the sky is the limit for this couple. And this is the point for all of you. Every one of of you have the same opportunities. And so th- that's the point of what are you going to do? Hey, Todd, I mean, I don't even know what I do. What would I do? There is so much. There's so much opportunity out there. Let's take a break and uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about next educating my client on the different forms of investing and what might be available to you. And this is just a brief overview, but this is an educational process that I take every single one of my clients through who says, I want to create stability and wealth, Todd, help me. This is where we go. We'll be right back. Great Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 
That's 763-559-3800. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company and now you want to leave but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel, winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP SmartSide Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to SMA2DAY.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. If you're a business owner, I have an ingenious opportunity for you. It puts business owners like you in contact with other businesses to barter goods and services without cash. With over 20,000 businesses involved, chances are we have the products and services you want. Barter dollars are the same value as real dollars, so when someone buys from you, those barter dollars can be used to purchase goods and services. You can watch our video by going to thebarterguy.com or call me at 952-856-8866. Again, that number, 952-856-8866. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. Boy, oh boy, I just read a a little piece on, I don't know if it's LinkedIn or Facebook, but it just uh, about made me cry. It did, actually. Uh, 
about a guy and his wife holds her hand. She's he's eighty five years old and she has Alzheimer's and he doesn't. Uh, she doesn't even know who he is and hasn't for years. And and when asked why he still holds his holds her hand, the elderly man smiled and looked into the eyes of the person asking the question and said, she may not know who I am, but I know who she is, and she is the love of my life. Oh, God. That's, I feel that way about my wife. We're on a journey together. Um, wow. Anyway, that's what this stuff is about, you know? That's why when I work with uh, couples, I want them to hold hands and do it together. Because it's it's such an amazing thing when two people are working together and uh, and uh, paddling in the same direction. It's pretty amazing. Sorry. <clears throat> anyway, um, so educate people on investing. What's that about? So there's paper investing, and generally speaking, that is within uh, people's retirement accounts. Because frankly, if you're going to invest uh, for a lot of people. I'm going to recommend that the place that you do that is within a Roth. Um, and that means a Roth contribution as opposed to a traditional pre-tax contribution. Now, there's a lot of uh, issues that we could talk about about that. But I'm going to tell you that for most people, most, the vast majority, it's going to be advisable that you do after-tax uh, Roth contributions to your retirement account. And given that you're going to pay taxes if you don't do it in a retirement account, but the capital gains that you would otherwise pay, you're not going to pay when you go to use that money. Um, and and you're not going to have what are known as required minimum distributions. It tells you pretty much everything you want to know as to why you would uh, invest in paper through a Roth. And that means stocks, bonds, mutual funds, index funds, sector funds, uh, and, you know, even maybe even some other things. Now, a lot of folks uh, have have been at seminars, they've told me, where they teach you how to use your retirement account to invest in real estate. And I'm not sure that I'm an advocate of that. But if I am going to even consider it, I want it to be Roth funds. And part of the reason for that is any time that I believe, I'm hopeful, that I'm going to have highly appreciated investments, investments that are going to do substantially well. Well, remember that if I don't do that within a Roth, that is after-tax contributions, then I'm going to pay income taxes, or very likely, if I'm one of those lucky people who lives beyond the average, or maybe unlucky, <laughs> um, people who lives beyond the average of others in my age group, well, then I'm going to wind up getting hit with required minimum distributions where I'm going to pay income tax on all of that money, not just the not just the funds that went in as a contribution, but on whatever the money became uh, through compounding over time. And so, if I do it, uh, do that investing through a Roth contribution, I don't have that problem. I don't have to take the funds at any given time, like age seventy with with RMDs typically. And uh, as a result, I forego those taxes altogether. And and in the end, I will most likely have way more money minus as compared with where where I had to pay taxes and potentially at a higher adjusted tax bracket. That's the irony as well, is that so many people believe when they retire, they're going to be living at a lesser level. And the fact of the matter is 
statistically, that's not true at all. And so you wind up paying more taxes in retirement time often than you do in your working years. And especially when the government imposes RMDs and forces you to take money, whether you take it or not, you're paying income taxes on it. And now that puts you into an into a higher adjusted tax bracket. So uh, if you're going to invest in, in uh, paper investments, my sense is that I would tend to want to do it through a Roth contribution after tax. Now, what am I going to invest in? Well, you know, over the years, many, many people I've run into, you know, are, are going to become professional investors. And I'm just going to say that's another job. And whether or not we're going to argue that you're smart enough to do better, because there's a lot of people who are very, very intelligent, who have thought that they were geniuses doing well when the market was up, the market was generally up. And then when the market went down, guess what? So did they. And so the reality is for most people, the place where they're going to be putting their money is in those highly diversified investments wherein some of the companies that they invest in are going to do well, some will do not so well, and overall you'll get an average return on investment. Now that is typically going to be over a working lifetime, something in the range of six to eight percent, which is great, okay? And the difference between 6% and 8% is catastrophic in what it means to you over time. But nevertheless, that is probably not what most people are thinking. Most people are thinking they're going to get 12 to 17% over a working lifetime. And the irony is that maybe, maybe your funds will do something approaching that, but net of fees. And then when balancing stocks and bonds, because bonds will do, will most likely be more conservative and have a lesser return on investment over time. But they offer security, and when you have a blended return overall on your total portfolio, you're probably looking at that 6 to 8% return, not the 10, 12, 15% return that you think you're going to get. So that's the reality for most people. Now, I don't want to get into other unicorns, but that's typical for most people. So that's what what is there for you, and if you want to do more than that, we can talk about that, but that's What's typical? And so you've got that, and that's available. And by the way, just so you know, financial advisors are generally not in the in the business of picking stocks for you. And if you're going to try to find someone who does that, you're going to go through a lot of so-called investment advisors before you find anyone who actually does that. They generally have asset allocation models that are handed down to them wherein they put a page in front of you that shows maybe four different asset allocation models like pie shapes that show a ratio of how much is stocks, bonds, and 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 you pick one, and that's it. And they're not the ones who came up with this much in international growth funds and this much in, in you know, blah, blah, blah. They're not the ones who even, even came up with that. That was handed down to them. So they're not out there picking stocks for you. And frankly, if they were, I'd even be more afraid of that. So the reality is you, you your financial advisor is not really for that or doing that. They are helping you understand what you're doing. They are helping you rebalance when, you're, when your portfolio gets out of whack because some stocks will do better than others and then you'll have to divest of some and, and rebalance. And they're helping you with taxes and they're trying to, you know, 
get work with you throughout the course of the years. But that's what they're doing. You know, that's that's and it isn't to make that work unimportant because it is important. But that's what you get if, you know, for most people and hiring somebody who's really sharp, thinking you're going to get a higher rate of return. Frankly, that's by the grace of God. And you're not going to you're not going to do that. So you can you can interview all the people you want and find the ones that you think are really sharp and really on top of it, really successful. And they may be personally successful, but that doesn't mean they're personally better at picking stocks. So if that's what you're thinking, you're wrong. And I'm aware that the majority of the population thinks that way, but it's an incorrect information. Anyway, so there's that. And then the next one is real estate. So, okay, real estate, that's risky. No, it's really not if you understand it. But you have to analyze things using the numbers. And, you know, we talked about a part-time job. And I'm going to tell you that when I teach people how to invest in real estate, I want the annual rents to be able to support things like management. Management? What? 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 We're going to pay somebody else to manage the property. I have a day job. I make good money. I'm not going to manage the property. What about maintenance? Short-term and long-term capital costs of ownership. That's going to be built in as well. Vacancy. We're going to assume that out of X number of months or years, we're not going to have a tenant. That's going to be built in. Lawn and snow removal. We're not going to be out there mowing the lawn and we're not going to be shoveling snow in the wintertime at our investment property. All of those things cost money. Now, if you only have one property, maybe you want that to be your part-time job. Maybe. And if you only have one property, sure. But then remember, depending on how many properties you buy, now the scalability of your properties might be limited by the number of properties that you can handle on a part-time basis. And God forbid you would want to quit your high-paying job, your good income that feeds your family and pays your own mortgage so that you could be a property manager, which would be a terrible idea. Nevertheless, just in some of the statistics that I use, and I walked you through in another uh, show a property that we purchased for $600,000, and we took all of those costs out and looked at what the return on investment was. Well, in that property, it was a $600,000 fourplex. We had management and maintenance of that four-unit property at four twenty a month, little more than $100 a, a, a month. Uh, to to manage and maintain that, you know, a little more than $100 per door. That's reasonable. That's actually very reasonable. Long-term cost of ownership, repair and replace items we had at $250 a month. Frankly, I think that's conservative. It should probably be higher than that. And then vacancy, $200. And then lawn and snow removal, $120. Well, let me tell you what. If you were going to do all those things and you thought you could keep your property full because you were on it the minute you lost a tenant, you had another one moving in and, you know, one person moving out and another one moving in the next weekend, which is what you always strive to do, by the way. Well, those combined costs, 420 per month for management and maintenance. Ownership, long-term cost repair and replace, 250 bucks. Lawn care and snow removal, $200 a month. Vacancy, $120 a month. That's $990 a month. Well, if you've got a kid who's 13, 14 years old who's going to do the majority of this and you're going to teach them a work ethic by doing this with them, 
Well, then you can make a property work financially a lot easier because you don't need the same level of cash flow to be able to make money and make it work. Those are the things that you have to have within your financial intelligence to make decisions, but I'm not an advocate of it. I want the numbers to support all those things, and then if you do choose to do them, then you pay yourself to do those things, but you can walk away and have somebody else do it because you got the funds to be able to pay someone else. So there's a lot to know about being involved in real estate. And the reality is most people who show you the numbers don't show you the numbers I just told you about. They do it without that and then tell you the wonderful return on investment, assuming that everybody wants to manage properties. Not. Let's take a break. We'll be right back talking about the next one, which is investing in yourself and your own small or large business. We'll be right back. If you're a business owner, I have an ingenious opportunity for you. It puts business owners like you in contact with other businesses to barter goods and services without cash. With over 20,000 businesses involved, chances are we have the products and services you want. Barter dollars are the same value as real dollars, so when someone buys from you, those barter dollars can be used to purchase goods and services. You can watch our video by going to thebarterguy.com or call me at 952-856-8866. Again, that number, 952-856-8866. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Russell Williams Home Services is your go-to company for all your window cleaning, pressure washing, and gutter cleaning needs. Serving the greater Minneapolis metro area since 2007, we have the tools, equipment, and knowledge to properly care for your home or business. We offer competitive, transparent pricing and free on-site or online consultations. Our large workforce allows us to complete even substantial projects, such as apartments, schools, and assisted living complexes in a timely manner, often in a single day. To see our window cleaning pricing structure and a complete list of services we provide, please visit our website at cleanmywindowsnow.com or reach us by phone at 612-423-3059. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. 
four convenient offices in the Twin Cities. GreatWatersFinancial.com Mike Overson here of Minnesota Home Talk. With today's housing market, buying a house is a competition. To win in a multiple offer situation, you have to work with a local lender who has the reputation of being 100% reliable. Come to the winning team. Get pre-approved for your loan by one of the top lenders in the nation, the Mike Overson Mortgage Team at Luminate Home Loans. We will help you win. Call me at 612-202-8321. That's Mike Overson at 612-202-8321 or go to applywithmike.com. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP SmartSide Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate. 877-SMA-TODAY or go online to sma2day.com You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So, if you caught that stuff on the last segment, you know, if if you say that I'm going to do those things because I've only got one or two properties and or you have your child um help you with those things. I mean, $990 a month where basically before that, all we had, all we did was make the numbers break even, assuming we have enough money in our cash flow to be able to cover those things without having any cash flow left at all. You know, so if my numbers show that, that is those expenses and those associated costs. And all we're doing is, is just covering those costs, which by the way, that's no small thing to do that. And then we choose to do that. We choose to to do those things. Well, number one, we have just taken on a part-time job that has earned income of almost $1,000 a month. And imagine for those of you who are out there with kids who want to teach them a work ethic and don't know how to do it. I mean, nobody even, kids don't even wash cars anymore today. Nobody does anything other than play freaking video games. Frustrating. That's what I'm going to do when I go home. Oh, man. And so if you wanted to teach your kid that, imagine that over the course of five or 10 years, 
they could easily amass, you know, anywhere from 50 to 100 grand for college education costs while teaching them business and, and all the associated components of business as well as a work ethic and have a chunk of money. I mean, yeah, but Todd, my kid might complain if I tell him that he needs to do work <laughs> for the, you know, family business. Yeah. And it's just easier if I let him play Fortnite all day. Yeah, I'm telling you. You know, and, and for any parent who just heard what Evan says, if you really worry about that, you've already got a problem. <laughs> you, you're, your kid is not your best friend. It's your child, and you do what's best for them, not what is easiest. Yeah, but but he really likes Fortnite. Huh? Yeah, yeah. That means it's good for him. Wow, it is. And, and I'll bet, and I'll bet... You know, they're going to get a job someday developing uh, uh, gaming software. So that's why you're, I mean, and that must be like 99 out of 100 kids because everybody's playing the video games. So. Actually, here's here's the real fun fact. There are plenty of jobs in the games industry. It's one of the most infamous tech meat grinders because the hours are so outrageously grueling and most of the people that get into it make no money quick because they don't have either the work ethic or the wherewithal to put up with the insanely bad conditions absolutely absolutely and i and i know don't that go into game design people i i know that because i help somebody de- develop a game and i found out what they pay and i was just blown away um used to be that folks in that industry used to make a bloody fortune and uh now like like evan just said it's a meat grinder so but in any event you know if you wanted to do that that's almost a thousand dollars a month to put away that's that's assuming that we do the numbers and all you're doing is breaking even but the other point that is interesting about that is the flexibility when making decisions about a property and that is that over half of the money that you make when investing in real estate isn't cash flow, but comes from appreciation that takes place. Because remember, the tenant is paying property taxes and everything. All you did would put your amount of money down and you're making that value of that property going up. See, when you're paying in your own home, you're not making money on appreciation. It's just inflation because you're not going to buy a crappy house. So you don't really make money on your house when it goes up in value because that's just how much all houses cost. But when it's an investment, that's different. And then in addition to that, you have principal pay down. So you've got internal rate of return and principal pay down, which in most investment properties will make up at least half and sometimes two third of the return on the investment. So if you're only breaking even, but then you decide to do those things rather than hire them out, it's still not a terrible thing. So that's real estate. And that's, and very honestly, if you do this right, you could easily have better than a 10 to 20% return on investment and maintain the control as well as the incredible tax benefits that you have. So there's that. The next one is investing in your own business, which is where's the leverage. And if you invest in it, I don't mean somebody gives you a loan. I mean, if I invest in your company, how much will I get on return on investment after you have paid yourself the income that we would pay anybody else to do the work that you do? See, most small business owners have never even looked at their business that way. So there's that. And then there's the fourth one, investing in someone else's business. And most likely that means partnerships, and I hate partnerships. <laughs> so that tells you what I think about number four. So 
based on you as a unique individual, what are the key insights that you possess and how can we use those things to control spending, make more money, and then where's the leverage in investing? That's what we're looking for. I mean, those are the things that create stability and allow you to create wealth. And I mean significant wealth if you do it over time. It's just absolutely astounding. And anybody, and I mean anybody, can achieve it. Anybody, no matter what their income level is, no matter who they are, they can achieve it. And so if you're listening out there and you make a lot of money or you don't make a lot of money, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. The world is still available to you in terms of success and and creating stability for your family, for you, the people you love, and creating wealth. It's there. Now, what you consider that, you know, I use these big numbers. Don't think that means I'm arrogant, please. I'm just dramatizing a point, all right? And it is available, so everybody can do it. And uh, it, the the one thing I will say about the real estate, because if you've gotten anything out of this, you know I love real estate. Because, you know, hey, I'm out of time. Have a great week, everybody. Keep pressing, keep pressing. And thank God for America. Bye-bye. I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League.
Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.